0: Welcome to The Island. I am your host, Alvis Samuel, and this is a sports news, if that's what you want to call it, uh, show. Um, But it's with a twist. It's about sports, but it's going to be of a full circle on how current events that are happening around you in your city in your town in the nation in the world how those events are affecting sports and why i say it's a full circle because after they affect the sports that seem to bring us joy in times of sorrow how they affect that to where the athletes in these sports turn around to affect our world so it's going to go in a full circle so this is what we will be talking about in every show how these events that are going on in the world how they come down and go in the sport and then how the athletes in the sport turn around to stand upon some sort of principle in their mind or even in all of our minds they should be standing with us or something of those of that nature and and then it affects the events that are going on in the world so let's Go ahead and jump right into it. Let's start with not the most recent event um, with Miss Richardson and the marijuana debacle. I want to go a little bit further back and I want to go through history just to show everybody how events in the world come to a screeching halt when it hits the sports world and then the athletes do simple things that cause everyone watching to get all up in arms and and go crazy and then further down the line into the future we look back at those events and say they stood for something to change the world so let's start with the olympics since we are about to hit the olympics but it's not this year's olympics let's go all the way back to 1968 the 1968 olympics when john carlos i want everybody to if you're able to close your eyes and just picture this moment john carlos is he won gold And they're playing or about to play the national anthem for the United States of America. We all love our country. I I hope we do. And, But we all have different ideologies of what should be going on in our country and how to make our country that much better for everybody. Not just for ourselves, but for everybody. And in 1968, if you don't know, you're about to know, (laughs) there was this thing called segregation. America was fighting the civil rights movement. We were fighting the segregation wars on just basically bringing everybody of every race and creed together. Why segregate them? That's it doesn't need to happen and then not just segregating but treating everybody equal we can kind of you know see the parallel of that in today's time you know um but back in 1968 let's go back to this let's picture this moment John Carlos wins gold And he's standing on the podium and they start playing the Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem. And as soon as it starts, the music gets louder. Instead of John Carlos either saluting or placing his hand over his heart like most of us do, uh, he, he stands there closes his eyes, drops his head, puts one hand down beside him and raises one arm in the air, closes his fist very oh so tightly and stands there like that. And while the national anthem is playing, the crowd gets completely silent nothing can be heard outside of that national anthem no one's singing no one's cheering no one is doing anything but looking at Mr. Carlos then all of a sudden all of a sudden a small rumble starts to happen in the crowd and this rumble gets louder and louder and this rumble it's the entire crowd booing yelling screaming curse words calling him names just screaming violently adam for what he is doing for the display he is putting up out there This was a turning point in sports. Now, if anyone doesn't know the true backstory to this, let's go back in time before this even happened, before these Olympics even happened in 1968. Back when John Carlos was a child, he actually did not want to be a sprinter he actually wanted to be a swimmer he wanted to swim his goal in life if you want to call it was to be an Olympic swimmer think about that however he wasn't able to train as an Olympic swimmer he actually was told by his father he can't do this. Basically, I'm paraphrasing this part. He, he's unable to be a swimmer because it not only is a sport for the wealthy, but to truly be trained to be a top-notch, it was segregated and pushed to the side for only the white people, our Caucasian brethren it was only for them and being a black african-american you cannot do this because they will not allow you to step foot in the swimming clubs to be trained because of segregation that started the little fire in his belly for this moment years later in the Olympics now just think to yourself What if he was truly allowed to be a swimmer, and what if there was no segregation at the time so he could actually go swimming to be trained as an Olympic swimmer? Would we have this thing that happened in 1968 with John Carlos' fist in the air? Would we have it? No, I don't think we would have. However, we had it. Because at a young age, he was denied the chance to swim because of segregation. He wasn't able to do it. So, he turned his eyes to track and field. Track, running, that's where he turned his eyes to. And so, he became a sprinter. So now let's go forward back to 1968 and he wins gold the the pictures that you see of the man throwing his fist in the air that is Mr. John Carlos and that was his way of protesting This is how what goes on in the world starts to move in to our sports realm, where we all say, keep our politics out of sports, keep all of this noise out of sports, because this is my getaway, but however, the noise always enters the sports realm the sports world. There's no way to stop it. It's always going to happen. When there is something being oppressed or there is something going on that's wrong in the world and somebody sees it, somebody in the sports world will do something, say something, To grab everybody's attention and to shift everybody's mind and emotion one way or the other. Because there will be no in between. This happened in 1968. Let's go a little bit further past, because I know a lot of people's like, well that that's segregation, you know it, it it was going to have to happen one way or the other. Let's go back even further. Let's stay in the Olympics 1932 back even further in history. World War II, Berlin, when the Olympics was being held in Germany, Hitler was there. And the United States' own Jesse Owens was out there running, also again, a sprinter. Hitler wanted to, he wanted to show the world that there is nothing better, no, nothing stronger, nothing faster, no athlete better than the true Aryan blood. And all of a sudden, Jesse Owens hits the scene. Not only does he beat him, but he beats it. He beats him in a fanatic fashion. He burns the mess out of all of them. They, it was even a close race to begin with. It wasn't even close. He won gold. Period. Um, and at this moment... The national anthem again for the us of a begins to play while the german does the nazi salute towards hitler there's another guy just standing there with his arms not doing anything and then jesse owen stares hitler right dead in the eye and gives him the great american salute again How the events of the world enters into our sports world. And someone takes a stand, says, just by simple action, you are wrong. What you are doing is wrong. And every body should be created and is created equal and should be treated Equally, there is not one race, not one person's blood that is better than anybody else. The only thing that makes a person better, truly, is their drive to be successful. That is it. so just in those two instances and we can go i can go further on i can go with muhammad ali when he refused to go to the war in vietnam he did not agree with that cause at all why should we why should i go fight in a war that has nothing to do with me nor my land and we are just trying to jump in a spot that has nothing to do with us why should I go fight that war? And he took a stand. So let's, let's, let's stop here and realize that everyday events, if it gets to that point, will enter into our sports world. And we will be forced to face it one way or another. So, this is something that we will all have to look at and to truly acknowledge whether we agree with the cause or not. I'm not going to sit here and say we should agree with these athletes' causes and why we should agree with them and stand with them. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody how to think what they should do or anything of that manner but what i will do is do my best of bringing the truth and bringing the the actually the actual events and what the athletes were thinking and why they took that type of stand so let's now move up in towards today's world towards today's time i should say and this is going to be a hot topic because i truly believe that not every single person truly understands the real cause of it Because I've spoke to many people in the past about it. And just by what they say. Tells me they have no clue. Why this athlete did what he did. And what they would say. Well the media says. Well hold on. So what you did was take what the media said. And took that for truth when it wasn't, and stuck that stigma upon this. So let's go a little bit, a little bit back from today. Let's go just five years back. It's 2016, and this is an athlete, Colin Kaepernick. We all know his name, or most of us should. I can say, if you're listening to this station, you know who Colin Kaepernick is. Now, we all don't agree with what he does or things he says and things of that nature, but that's fine. However, he, sorry for saying this, but not really that sorry, but he took a knee. He took a knee, a silent protest to protest Social injustice and police brutality. He wasn't protesting the military. By on the contrary, what other people, even the president at the time, President Trump at the time was saying he was disrespecting the flag. But on the contrary, he was not. But I want to stick with that disrespecting the flag real quick. How all of a sudden, when a person takes a knee, it is now deemed disrespectful? Because if we look in the past, in history, taking a knee has never been seen as a disrespectful act. Actually, it is one of the most honorable things person can do so how is it now all of a sudden disrespectful let's think about this let's every every guy out there who's proposed some do it but um, 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 let me say that most do it some don't but most do that is when you propose to the woman of your dreams and you give her that ring or just show her the ring you're about to give her more times than not the man is on one knee respect in that instance Let's go even further back when there were kings and knights and all that stuff. When a a person was getting knighted by the king, they knelt down to be knighted by the king. A sign of respect. Even when you are being introduced to the king, not even just being knighted, you have to bow and some had to kneel. Get on a knee. Let's take it into the sports world. When there's an injury out on the field, I know we don't really see it a lot in the professional part, but in the collegiate level, in the schools and stuff like that, in, in and you know, in the youth level, when there's an injury on the field, what does every athlete do? They get down on a knee to show their respect towards the injured party now you can correct me if i'm wrong at this but i did throw this out to some military members and i I said how is it disrespectful they didn't really seem that it was disrespectful what colin kaepernick was doing but i was just asking doesn't when the the colors the flag is being presented to the widow or the widower and they're handing them the flag because their loved one has passed away don't they kneel and get down on a knee to hand it to them out of respect and i can keep going on and on for instances instances that being on a knee, getting down on one knee is the one of the most respectful things you do. I can even go into the religious realm. Let's start with Christianity, where you get on a knee to say your prayer. You get on a knee to present yourself at the cross. You get on a knee It was never a disrespectful thing, but it was the complete opposite, where being on a knee showed respect. Now, let's get back into the Colin Kaepernick. All of a sudden, him being on a knee was very disrespectful to the flag, which in we can, like I said, go through history, getting on a knee does not. And is not a disrespectful act. It is actually the most respectful acts you can do. So, let's keep that in, in content. Now, he was not pro- protesting. He was not doing a protest against the military. He wasn't protesting a war. He wasn't doing anything of that nature. He wasn't... He wasn't even protesting the flag, doing a protest against the flag. He wasn't even doing that. He wasn't doing a protest against America. He wasn't even doing that. What he was protesting was police brutality and social injustice. That was the cause. That was the cause of his protest. And anybody that's saying that, oh, it's being disrespectful to the military, actually, like I just said, when the national anthem is playing, getting down on a knee and putting your head down is actually a very graceful sign of respect towards the veterans the people who died for our great country because I do know one thing that for me to get on a knee for any cause I have to for for me just to get on the knee I have to have so much respect for that either individual or for that symbol to put me down on a knee because I am NOT I am NOT worthy enough to stand in the presence of that symbol or that person see But it just takes one person and everybody to jump on that bandwagon to change the narrative of something. He's against the military, but he was never against the military. He actually went out to ask the military, how should I do this? And they respond by saying, don't be disrespectful by sitting on your butt on a bench. Show respect to the flag, and you get on a knee. That came out of a veteran's mouth. So, as you see here, a current event stepped into the sports realm. Athletes took a stand to show the world, to show the country, where they stood or knelt either one on the issue to change our minds either for the better or for the worst whether we agreed or disagree to it you can say well this is all about race I don't want to hear about race. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But it's still going to seep in there. Regardless. Let's let's take a step back. Let's go with the UFC. I, I love this. Because I don't think anyone's truly ever noticed this. Mr. Colby Covington. You hate him or you love him. He says a bunch of racists. He he has bigotry spewing out of his mouth when he's talking. He does not care. He's just trying to make a dollar. And he could say whatever he wants. I'm truly not racist. I'm just trying to sell. But that is inside of you. And if that is the way for you to sell, You've already thought it. You've said it before without cameras around you, and you said it enough to make it feel comfortable to you, so that way you can say it in front of a camera. So you're let's let's just let's just be honest about it. Let's be honest about it. Okay. So, Kobe Covington. One of his biggest fights he's had was against Kamara Usman, the champion who beat Tyrone Woodley. And the crowd is yelling while they are fighting USA, USA. Now, you could take that as a they were being patriotic. They wanted the American fighter to truly win. It wasn't the athlete. I'm going to say this because he does bring in politics in his fights. But in the fight, in the moment of the fight, the crowd is screaming USA. So the crowd has now brought the politics into the fight screaming usa he loses breaks his face jaw whatever it's still part of his face kamaru uzman beats him busts him up wins great fight five round fight it was a good fight whatever you want to say about it about the two guys it doesn't matter honestly because it was a it was a fight all five rounds that was a very close fight to be honest with you and if it went to the cards i could have seen either guy winning kamara uzman Kobe covington it was that close but the ref did stop it in the fifth round because of the knockdown even though in my mind kobe covington was still defending himself was still going he did get knocked down for a split second and the ref saw it and stopped it say what you want crowd screaming usa in the fight they wanted kobe covington the majority of them in the crowd wanted kobe covington to win the fight well, what does that have to do with anything? It was the USA. They're fighting in the USA. They should have won. Great. Okay, let's go to one of the one of the most recent fights. Now, Dustin Poirier, born and raised in Louisiana, fighting Conor McGregor. This fight was also on U.S. soil. It was in Vegas. So why wasn't the crowd yelling USA in that fight? See, I don't think people realize this. And I'm not trying to start something, whatever. I'm not. I I truly am not. I just want people to realize one thing when I'm talking about stuff like this. When I bring it up. People don't truly realize, and even if they do, they get drawn to whatever's most likely like them, what they think in their mind. So, to make it more comfortable. For everybody who may not think like them, they do something to make it seem more pleasing, more pleasing to those watching. We are all patriotic. We all love our country. So why not scream USA? Because we want the USA to win, even though the guy that we're screaming for the USA is basically a bigot call it how it is, but we can't just say Covington, 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 because that will show our true colors because this guy says these outlandish things. Dustin Poirier, the Conor McGregor fight, there was no USA, none of that, even with former President Trump in the crowd, he was in the crowd, they weren't yelling USA, they were actually either yelling Poirier or McGregor, you know, so, but why is that, why was that, why wasn't anyone's patriotism, being thrown out there. Because the fact of the matter is this, and this might might make a few people mad, but I truly don't care. Sports is truly not the great everybody comes together Yes, people come together, but what sports, what it does is bring people together. It doesn't really truly matter of your race, but it brings people together, brings them together, people who are like-minded. If they think like me, we can hang out. We can have a beer. We can have a drink, barbecue, as long as you think like me. See, it's a more deeper issue than just the color of your skin. It's a mental thing. If you don't think like me, better watch out. Because I might get drunk and beat the living mess out of you. Because you don't think like me. So... I will tell people as much as I love sports and I truly do love watching sports That sports is not the great bring them every bring everybody together. It's actually the great divide of How a person truly thinks? Regardless of color of your skin regardless of your nationality what is in your mind and if that athlete or that sports team thinks like me that is who i'm going with oh and by the way if you also think like me we're cool with each other But if you don't think like me, you better get over there, go to the other side of the stands. In other words, sorry to tell you, segregation is still alive in the sports world. And regardless of what you truly think or believe, the athletic community Will always be affected by current events. And when they take their stand on whichever side of the spectrum they want, they will also affect the event that is going on in the world. I am your host alvis samuel and i want to thank you again for listening to the island